0: You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our show, and we're going to start the show off by talking about the injuries and how they have impacted the NBA playoffs. Um, I believe LeBron James has, he has been very vocal um, about the impact of when the season started, um, the shortened off season, et cetera, um, and how that's going to impact players and how injuries are really going to impact the ultimate outcome um, of the NBA season. And we have seen, they have dropped like flies everybody's injured. Kawhi is injured. Um, Kyrie is injured. Harden was playing on one foot. You got Giannis injured. Trey got injured. I'm sure I'm missing like 10 other players um, in the NBA playoffs that was out due to injury or injury impacted the outcome of series. So let me ask you guys, did Injuries kill the vibe and flow of the playoffs, or should we just be quiet, be fans, and understand that injuries are a part of the game?
0: Phil, why don't you say your nonsense first so we can talk and
2: rebuttal it? One, I'm gonna say, of course, the two teams that went to the final got eliminated in the first round. Well, the Lakers, the Lakers uh, first round of the real playoff. Made it through the play-in tournament, and no, they only literally had about three weeks to to prep and get and 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 get ready for the new season. And the body didn't get that ordinary rest, the rest that they, the cycle they used to. You know, the body's once once you eat right, if you eat the same time every day, the body kind of formulates a routine, and that cycle was kind of broken. Yes, the, some of the players got two months off. But at the same time, the body was not ready for this cycle. And we've seen all the players that have made the playoff, especially the two finals teams, literally haven't gone as far. So it's funny, those the teams that, the hottest team in the bubble is in the final and the team that lost the first round of the playoff <laughs> in the finals because they seem to have more rest and better players. So LeBron had a point. I do agree with him, um, but they need that money. And in reality, the NBA was fading, ratings was low, and it was a collective bargain agreement decision. So the, the heads of the NBA and the play association agreed to have the season. And it comes with getting paid, you know, playing a the game, they enjoy. So it's part of the game. I didn't hear too many people crying about when KD and Golden State um, lost their playoff because of injury. They didn't say a timeout. And, and, and waited for them. So it's part of the game. It's part of the game. I have no qualms with it. I mean, yeah.
1: I get so nervous when Phil says KD. You know, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Phil Go is ahead. talking that nonsense again. We all know it. But um, the list, let's give out a list. Harden, Giannis, AD, Kyrie, Trey Young, um, Joel Embiid, Mike Conley, Jalen Brown. You never seen this many All Stars hurt. All Stars hurt when it comes to a playoff series. It's never, it's never been seen before. And there's a, there's an easy reason why. It's because of the NBA. They were more concerned about money and revenue than they were about player safety. It's really simple. So when that happens, your product is going to get hurt by it. And I'm saying the product is going to get hurt by it because the actual teams that would be there um, and probably major market teams that would be there um, would be playing and we would get the best team winning as it's supposed to be. But now we got to watch um, the Suns, and we got to watch the bucks. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to diss them, but there's no, I don't think anybody really believes that these two teams would make the finals. If just 50% of these guys was healthy, not everybody. Cause injuries do happen, but not, not at this level not this not this volume for superstar players and the reason why superstar players because superstars players are going to have more usage on the ball than other players they're going to play more they're going to have the ball in their hands more therefore they're going to have more chance of injuries so for those reasons i think it's real clear and evident um, from the numbers from your eyes that this really hurt the hurt the hurt the nba and i think lebron james if anybody's going to know, it's going to be LeBron James, because LeBron James is like 18 years in the league. <laughs> so he would know know uh, proper training, proper rest, fast turnaround. He would know these things. So he was right. We just got to give him his props, and they got to look at it again and make sure this doesn't happen again.
3: So, you know, uh, I agree with Kelvin's point. You know, just, you know, a quick turnaround, <laughs> by not getting adequate rest, Uh, And it boiled down to good old fashioned capitalism, which boils down to, you don't always make the best health decision, you make the best business decision. And so players had to pay that price, right? Um, So you had a condensed season backed up by a a bubble experience. Um, Now, many of us remember the lockout year in 2011, where, you know, some players were never the same after this, right? So Derrick Rose has just now returned in the last couple of years to being a player that can play consistently. But he tore his ACL after the last condensed season. And so we know condensed seasons are aren't, aren't a healthy approach to the game of basketball. Everything was rushed. And I think that affected the NBA product. You know, teams didn't have a chance to catch up. Teams didn't have a chance to pull together in jail. Um, and so I would say that it did affect it. It did affect the product of the NBA. It did affect the quality of the NBA. I think teams got eliminated earlier, probably grateful, because it's just, I mean, teams, players are tired. When look at the second half of the season, people are like, oh, I can't believe this. Um, so, hopefully the NBA recognizes this and says, you know, maybe there's other things we can do. Um, I I won't put an asterisk by the championship. I mean, it happened. Um, I don't think it's as mediocre of a finals as last year's finals, Lakers versus the Heat. Um, I still think we're going to see a good final showing. I mean, it's not going to be the best finals of all time, but you're going to have competitive teams. I think the biggest difference is you're not—you don't have the major storylines you expected. You don't have the face of the league in the championship like they usually are. You don't have a Steph Curry. You don't have a KD. You don't have a LeBron. Uh, but you're still going to have it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a snooze fest as as Kelvin thinks. I I, I think we'll still have good finals despite the injuries. But hopefully the NBA can look and address these so that we can have a proper offseason and players can return to with of form because. Do we know yet when the start of the next season is? Because you're still facing a second con- short off offseason uh, this year. Nope. No announcements
2: has been made. And it's funny, free agency starts in August. So
3: it's going to be... And the draft's end, end of July, right? I believe so. Yeah, so everything, everything's condensed again. So we'll see how next season goes. But, but we know the league shouldn't condense it. They should look to give more we're going for rest
4: i think it's just i think we kind of downplayed the the effects of just COVID 19 the effects it had on these players so yes we all went through it but i think we're the fact that they're entertainers again we you know it's like just get out there and play you'll be fine you know everything's given to you but i think that still had a lot to just do with mentally and emotionally, of course, um, had a lot to do with injuries and lack of, you know, um, players showing up, people who we thought were going to show out didn't. So it was a lot of just inconsistencies and that may have to do with it. Now, the other part with the injuries, I know for sure (laughs) this year has been the highest year since like, 2005 2006 because I looked it up I was like this has to be like the wildest season ever and it was and I know a lot of the trainers were just talking about how these soft what they call them soft tissue injuries just have to do with fatigue and stress and not being able to work out the way that they're used to working out because of COVID restrictions and all this other you know stuff so I really don't unless the season starts in like October I don't see, like, I don't know how they're going to recover because everything is just too late, too condensed, too pushed back. I really don't know how they're going to do this. If they really care about the players, they would start later, but I don't know. They better pick some good draft picks, some young kids who can run and keep running because this is this is going to be a doozy.
1: I agree with you guys. Um And all I'm not going to rehash what you guys said because my sentiments are the same. All I'm going to say is that if there weren't no injuries, we'll be watching Kevin Durant and the Nets in the finals right now. And so this finals is going to be cool. Um, But I mean, the best play in the world isn't there all because of injuries. So hopefully next season is better. Um, let us transition and talk about securing the bag Um, this week a decision was made praise God from whom all blessings flow that college athletes will be allowed to receive compensation how do you guys feel about this
4: well it's about time (laughs) I feel like this Should have been a thing a long time ago. Um, Yeah, you get your tuition paid for. Yeah, you get per diem. Yeah, you get to travel. But when you're a player, a college player, you are owned by the school. You came there to do a job. Everybody else sees it as, oh, great, this is fun. No, you're owned by the school. When they say (laughs) it's time to get up and run, it's time to get up and run when they say you have to miss this class because we have to travel here, there and everywhere, that's what happens. So not to mention when you have star players who you're making money off of and we see people's names on shirts and jerseys and um, like the school you know, bookstore and all this stuff and nobody's getting any kickback. Yeah, it's about time. So I'm happy. It's late, but whatever, I'm happy for my son. Um, let me say that i um, when he, I'll make sure he's in a good position by that
0: time. Definitely agree with you, Keish, <clears throat> it's overdue. Um, but the one thing I worry about now is when you roll something out like this, you really don't really know what you're gonna get until you get a year or two into it. Because now it's gonna be unfair competitive advantages, of course, because markets, just markets and cities, and uh, cost of living and how much you can get, uh, you know, um, you might be able to make more in New York than you even do for Wisconsin or something like that. So it's going to affect recruiting. It's going to affect where people go to school. So now um, you got to try to figure out a lot of things when you implement things like this, because it's not going to be as simple as it was before. People going to figure out a way to generate money. And whoever generates the most money typically going to have the best product and it's gonna turn into something that we don't know. So whatever the NCAA is right now, as we know it, will definitely shift because of the money factor. So um, that's not a bad thing per se, but we got evil people in the world. They're gonna find a way to corrupt it and have us having a conversation next year about maybe we should have went back or something. I don't know, but I'm just looking forward to seeing how people gonna manipulate the system now.
2: I am going to say that the NCAA had no choice They had no choice, especially in the basketball realm. The players began to have choices. They could go now, thanks to LaMelo and Brandon Jennings. And these players had open opportunity. Hey, I don't need to come straight to um, go to college. I could go overseas and play, right? And then the G League got into action. G League said, hey, you know what? Top recruits, we're going to pay you. So in reality, the NCAA said, you know what? Our free labor, well, they gave them room and board. We heard that message before. We're giving you free room and board. <laughs> you know, they said, listen, we have to do this or players are not coming to college, especially in basketball. You know, football, yeah, they have more control. In football, you have to do at least three years. And um, there's no other minor league system like the, other than the college system. So it's really the NBA players kind of the basketball players, college basketball court, kind of pushed this, where the NCAA had to do this, or they would have found that the top recruits would have all went to uh, either the minor league, the G League, play overseas, and just as much get recruited and, and become a top draft pick. You know, two, you know, the underlying thing is that now you open a Pam Dorn box. All those violations that you have given, like Reggie Bush, um, um, Johnny, Johnny Manziel, well, he admits what he was doing a lot of these, cl- what are they going to do? Are they going to reinstate these people? Well, <laughs> well, well, he has to see these comments. It's hilarious. Well, we don't know what they're going to do. And we will hope they're right, right, the wrong, like the fad five and just reinstate, make everything whole again. We know the record books. Let's open up the record book. So the NCAA hands was tied, thanks to the college basketball players. They really, they had to do this, make the decision. They had to, uh, you know, forcefully say, you know what, we need to keep these players and generate money. So
3: we'll see. So, I mean, I think it's it's great for uh, players, uh, great for uh, football and basketball. Um, uh, important note is that, you know, the NCAA, NCAA is not allowing teams to play, to pay uh, players but they are allowing in essence, excuse me, uh, them to benefit off their name and likeness. Um, So I wonder if Dabo Sweeney is going to retire, like he said, I never understand why he was so against players making money, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Happy for the players. uh, And we'll love to see what, uh, I love to see what uh, new problems it creates. Uh, And there obviously have to be some regulation that goes on, but let's not act as if players weren't getting some money or some kind of money already, but now they can't be penalized for it. So thankful for that.
1: So I am very excited um, that they're finally compensating these players when they make millions and millions off of these um, student athletes. And I'm even more excited. I'm about to be like, look, which one of my friends have kids going to college? Like I could create a whole practice, legal practice on negotiating NCAA contracts, right? So if y'all know somebody who got some talented kids, uh, you need a contract negotiator that don't play. Call me, Keish. I'll be calling you in a few years. To make sure the boys Girl, are good, okay?
4: I'm thinking I'm going up and down my Facebook page because people, kids about to go to college. <laughs> I'm going to sort through. Give them your number. I'm for real too. Like,
1: <laughs> nah, Like let's, let's go. Let's negotiate these contracts. Make sure these kids are highly compensated and, and we keep pushing it through. We're not about to play with the NCAA. Like it's been way too long, way too long. All right. Um, let us go on to one of the hottest topics. This topic was blazing this week. Um, Shikari, um, everyone knows who she is. I think she was donned either the fastest woman in America or one of the fastest women in America. I don't remember which one it is, but um, she tested, well, weed was found in her system, which is a violation of the Olympic rules. Um, It was announced earlier that she would be suspended and, um, and she would be prohibited actually from participating in the 100 meter race at the Olympics. The latest I read yesterday was that she will serve a 30 day suspension or some kind of suspension and she'll be able to run essentially because the suspension would end um, the day before the Olympic games. My question to the team, and this has sparked ongoing debates. You're talking about debates from sports analysts to Facebook goers to the plug on the street. Like, you got hood dudes arguing about whether or not um, she should run in the Olympics. So how do you guys feel about this? Uh, Did the Olympics make a big deal about finding a little weed in her system? Should she have been allowed to participate outright from the beginning? What are your thoughts?
3: So I, I think I need some clarity. I think Team USA is suspending her, not the Olympics. What i mean reading, it seems like Team USA is suspending her. So the Team USA is- I'm about to speak,
1: look right now.
0: That's definitely important for me. Who is suspending her? I, I really wanna know that too.
1: Give me one second. So everything I read, it, it says the United States Anti-Doping Agency announced a positive test result um friday morning and said Richardson has accepted a suspension of one month that leads me to believe it's the agency but i'm not sure i'm i'm still gonna look so you can continue to talk in the meantime
3: well i'm working under the assumption that excuse me i'm speaking under the assumption that team usa is the one suspending her and let me ask you team usa just one question y'all want to win or not do you you want to gold or not (laughs) like like because let's think about like sweden there's places in, in europe that this is legal there's places in america where this is legal so why are we suspending uh her for not using a she's not using performance enhancing drug now i'm not endorsing the use of marijuana i'm not saying that people should smoke weed that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that to penalize her for using something that is not a Banned substance in the United States of America is highly problematic. Um, and it speaks to, I think, a deeper issue with Sh- Shikari Richardson. Um, and I think when certain athletes look a certain way, behave a certain way, you know, she reminds me, I'm not saying she reminds she's AI level time, but she reminds me of AI, just she she he represented something that. America hated, and I think Chicago Richardson with her long nails and her tattoos and her wigs and her swag, makes America a little bit uncomfortable,
1: yep.
3: failing to acknowledge the talent she brings to the table. I don't understand why we're, I, I don't understand why we are hurting our own selves in this process. I
1: just confirmed it is some um, USA track and field. So yes, that's who's handing down the punishment.
2: So this is is ridiculous. I
1: agree.
2: Joke. I'm gonna say this, and so I heard about the rule. They had a certain time time frame when they're testing, right? And in reality, she made a mistake, right? Coping. I heard she was coping with her mother's death, and and what you know, to me, it's just like taking alcohol instead of taking alcohol. She took what was legal for her at the time and and on available to her and legal so her state i believe is it's legal and she's of age to take it legal that's my understanding the real the real question is usa needs to update their rules right they need to update their rules and i think they're far behind and you know take the page from russia by any means necessary russia is like yo, we don't care we're trying to win right we're trying to win so United States track and field, update your rules. It's not performing a enhanced drug. It's to me, it's the same category, alcohol and cigarettes. If alcohol and cigarettes are not banned, so so is um, weed, marijuana shouldn't be for that sport. I'm not an advocate for it. It's just being consistent and not being hypocritical. The rules need Let to me- be updated. Go ahead, Dion.
1: I agree. Let me jump in here because I did read uh, some things online where people were trying to say that weed is a performance enhancing drug. Weed actually does the opposite. Weed makes people want to sleep. Uh, it generally relaxes them. So I mean, it's amazing that she can still run as fast as she does if, you know, if she partakes in weed pretty consistently, I think what's also important, and it makes it so archaic, when you have athletes that come from different states across the U.S., some states legalizing marijuana, I, I just don't think you can punish her for an activity that was legal that has no bearing on her performance in the sport. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where the rule is so archaic and inconsistent. I just I I, I really I really don't get it. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there. Marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. It actually has the opposite effect.
4: This thing was so just irritating. Um Because you see, just being a Black person and especially a Black woman, when you are very vibrant, when you're outspoken, when you're confident, people get so insecure and they want you to stay in your place. So this, I I see, you know, yeah, rules are rules, but I, I don't like when we pick and choose when to enhance these rules, when to, you know, make it, make a statement, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, this girl is the fastest woman. She made people uncomfortable. People were upset. They didn't like all this, you know, all these Black people standing up, (laughs) praising this girl. It's like, okay, how can we get her? I feel like this was totally, they railroaded her. She took full accountability, which I was very, you know, proud of, but come on, all right? Michael Phelps, I was waiting for his statement to be released. (laughs) Because I was like, hold up. Michael Phelps was a he was smoking too I know he got some endorsements taken or whatever but this shouldn't even be a thing okay now when people are making millions of dollars off of this little plant this shouldn't be a thing
1: I agree and um one of the things you know so when I first heard this and and I really need to like retrain my brain from like thinking legally all the time because I'm like, look, I, I would have wanted a full copy of of this test that they did because I would have wanted to know did they find levels of THC in the system? Was it CBD? They're indistinguishable. Like how do we know that what was in that test was actually levels of THC? CBD shows up the same way on a drug show. Let me tell you something. I would have been in there making so much noise. Like y'all would have had to prove to me. And I think it's really important what Keith said, what Evan said, it's deeper than this positive test. She is too black. She's too black. Her nails are too long. Her hair is too colored. She has too much tattoos and it makes white people uncomfortable period. And that is what is underlying this. And that is what makes it so problematic to me, right? Like this isn't about the drug itself. I was reading an, um, something where they tested an athlete in the past and, and she had uh, steroids in her system. And the white athletes excuse was that she was eating a burrito or something. And that's how this was introduced in her system. And I'm like, are you ser-? you know? And I don't think there was like much consequences beyond that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this is just ridiculous. Like I'm I'm so mad. And so- they be
3: weeding your brownies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And, and and they'll still have to show me that it's THC and not C B D, which you can use C B D contain products it's the THC levels that's important and so um yeah
0: I mean also just like they make the rules they can change the rules um and they're choosing not to and I just want to be honest what you guys are saying what you're saying is so true if this was Michael Phelps we would have had this conversation and that's the bottom line so that shows that what you guys are saying she's too good she's too black whatever I believe that to be true because if you make the rules, you can change the rules, have amendments to the rules. You choose not to to make her um, to put her on the plate, um, and I feel like you're going to jeopardize a gold medal number one, um, and number two, you're going to have a lot of a lot of uh, beef within you know the United States, um, whatever system that is that run the Olympics, but just with the public, and I feel like it's unnecessary. And I feel like everybody in the world has adapted to we and the culture. And whatever you guys, I think you guys said everything to be honest. Yep. But I'm just, my whole thing is Michael Phelps versus her. This wouldn't be a, this wouldn't be our an argument.
1: And I'll say this too, um, just I guess to close this topic up. Shout out to Nike. Nike in the last few years have taken very hard stances with athletes. They fully back Colin Kaepernick they're like, look, we're still rocking with Richardson. That's our girl. So shout out to Nike on having the backbone that I feel like some other major brands may not, you know, may not have adopted if they were involved in in this. All right. Let us transition away from this topic of marijuana and start talking about and former athlete who may be on meth because his commentary is so outrageous to me um I don't know what's going on y'all Scotty is out here tripping I know he's promoting his book you know I guess he's trying to you know stir the pot but some of these takes are ridiculous the first take that up to now, I still don't even understand it. And you guys will be able to flesh this out because my mind can't wrap around it. Two weeks ago, I think Scotty basically came out and, and, and spoke about his experience with the Bulls. And one of the things he said was that he, Scotty Pippen, was the real leader of the Chicago Bulls. Guys, Scottie Pippen played with the greatest of all time, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And this man got on Obama's internet and said he was the leader of the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Then he made some other outtakes this week. Basically said, Phil Jackson is a racist. I I mean I don't I don't know if Phil Jackson Was a racist because he favored, you know, very black Michael Jordan. I like I just don't know where this is coming from. So, team, really help me out because I'm confused. What's going on with Scotty, man?
3: Well, you know, we 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 interviewed Scotty Pivens' driver and he gave us kind of context for who Scotty is and how he thinks. Um, and so it's it's kind of interesting. Most people don't go on air. To voice these things like you know a lot of people talk to you a certain way like in a private like this is what i really feel but most people don't go on television and say the things that scotty said um i would say that scotty is i would hope that what Scotty's really doing he's trying to sell his book so he's saying provocative things but at the same time it feels as if scotty is I mean he's speaking unrealistic. He I mean the man pretty much said that the whole Steve Kerr shooting a shot was like planned. Like Steve Kerr shooting that shot, all that stuff. Michael Jordan was being recorded. He knew it was going to happen. So he like anybody who plays basketball knows you don't plan like that. I mean you can plan, but you, you there's read and react, right? So it's not like trying to build your legacy by talking something. You're trying to win a championship, not build your legacy. Championship is most was, was most important for Michael Jordan. Um. And so I don't know why Scotty said half things he said, but I mean, it was obvious that Scotty wasn't the leader of that team. Look at when they played the Knicks in the in the second round of the playoffs, when MJ was gone.
0: Yo, Scotty is the man. <laughs> I, I'm loving Scotty, man. Just because Scotty is keeping it a hundred, Sight, He's not keeping it hundred, but Scotty is doing what works in this in this society, man. He is taking a play. Play out of Jake, uh, Logan Paul, uh, Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather. He's doing whatever it takes to make money off of silly people. That's going to buy this book. That's going to entertain him. Scotty, It's no way he believes this stuff. After all these years, you're going to come now and talk about how Phil Jackson's a racist. I mean, only the stupid people going to buy into that. So he's doing what he's supposed to do as far as making money. So I respect the Scotty Pippen, but there's no way anybody can tell him he actually believes the stuff that he's saying right now. But it don't matter. He's trying to capitalize off the public. So he's going to say all these things. that's going to be clickbait. And people are going to follow him. People are going to read this book for. I'm not buying it, but I know what he's doing.
4: I think two things are happening. <laughs> and it makes sense because he has this bourbon. Okay? The man's drunk. I don't think it's weed. No, nope. It's definitely that bourbon. And He's trying to sell that book. But I really think he does think this, though. You know what I'm saying? People, I don't know, when they're grieving and they're drunk, they just start jaw jacking. And that's what Scotty is doing. Bless his heart. I don't know who his publicist is. I don't know who his friends are. I don't know if he's has a girlfriend. But you know what? He just, he needed to tone it down. He just needs to tone it down just a little bit. I'm not even, I'm not going to buy this book at all. I'm gonna look at the cliff notes. I'm probably gonna ask Phil what it says because Phil likes this kind of stuff. So, um, Scotty, he's bless his heart. Bless his heart. Poor thing.
2: All right, I must confess, Scotty has an online class on how <laughs> to get <gain> attention. <laughs> and I've been taking his online class. It's called I Need Attention. I really, really need attention. And come on, you can't you cannot knock his hustle, man. He's trying to sell books and he's trying <laughs> to tell you drink some of that bourbon, get you twisted. You see things you never seen before. You know, you see a racist coach who, who coached one of the greatest um, NBA players of all time and, play, and and coach another team who had uh, two other great NBA players of all time, who was free-spirited, who was like a hippie, who had unconverted ways. you know, who, 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 who played on the 72 Knicks. 73, 72 Knicks championship team and who was always among people of color. But, you know, he's a racist now because you know what? That sells. You know? And that bourbon really hits. I think it's a picture of a claw a hand on that bourbon. It really hits your chest and, 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 and makes you you know, he might as well call that bourbon Pinocchio. It's called Pinocchio. You know? It, 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 <laughs> you lie, it makes a nose grow. Scotty, stop the nonsense, man. You need to stop this foolishness. You want us to talk about it, good. You want to sell your books, congratulations. You want us to buy a bourbon, I don't drink, I'm not buying your book, Um, I don't really care. You need to fix your own issues and, and understand, we know you was afraid of Michael, you know you were not a shooter and you know your hairstyle is whack, all right? Stop it, all right? But do what you keep doing, man. And I enjoy your classes. I enjoy really in your classes, okay? We keep it going.
4: That bourbon needs to be called middle child, because that's what he's acting like too. So I don't know. And that twist out, it might um, you know what? It looks good on certain people, but this is giving me like a little sideshow bob situation. So Scotty needs to get it. unless he has like new hair products out that's black owned that he's trying to push. I don't know. Bless his heart. Scotty needs to go somewhere on a retreat and just sit by the river and just relax. What? With-
1: Yeah, I um y'all, I just can't get over the leader of the team comment. Man, that thing kept me up for two nights straight. I was like, what? Scotty is he is out of control. Out of control. I don't even know what to say. I guess he's drunk. Uh, You know, he might be high on hard, hard narcotics. I don't know what it is. And and you know, how much people do you think is gonna buy into this and actually buy his book? Like, is this really going to produce the kind of financial results that he's looking for? Because we all know he was bitter about his contracts while he was a player. Um, I I I don't know.
0: Dion, we gotta we gotta There's be we gotta be.
1: Uh-huh.
0: we gotta be we gotta be so honest with ourselves. More, more—the majority of this world is not rational beings, man. Right? <laughs> so, so people are going to suck this stuff up because people like trauma. They they like to hear things that nobody else talks about. They like Trump. You know, Trump was our president. You know what yes. I'm saying? So, anytime you got stuff like that, Scotty is just playing, taking a book, a page out of these guys' book, and I, I just liken them to the Paul brothers and Mayweather right now, stealing money because <laughs> people. <laughs> All they going to do is people going to suck it up and listen to this foolishness, man. So, you know, us rational minds, we won't agree or understand it, but the world is not rational. That, Scotty knows know,
1: it. that is true. That is true. And and I am thinking like how normal human beings would think, but you're right. You're absolutely right. I guess go off, Scotty. I mean, what? I wonder what's the next take going to be.
3: I read a take he had of Charles Barkley.
1: What did
3: he say? He, he said Charles Barkley got arrested for throwing some little white man out the window. He said Charles Barkley never ever fought a black man unless there's a ref in place. So oh. <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> Scotty is punching air. He's just punching air, and, and and I think I think in a very real sense, there also may be a level of grieving going on with Scotty Pippen. Like he's not like. In my mind, I understand Kelvin's point that rational human beings are going to buy into this stuff. They know he's selling a book. But there are certain ways you go about it. And this one just seems like just unhealthy. He's going at, now, now, Barkley and Pippen have, you know, they have a history, but um, yeah, it's just, he's going, he's going hard. And most professional men have their locker room talk, their mm-hmm. close friends talk. And then what they say to the media, right? And he's blending the two worlds. It seems sometimes.
0: And I think he's fabricating uh, too. I mean, he—he
1: should have.
3: Yeah.
0: Huh? I think it's fabrication too. I honestly, I do not. Listen, guys, how many years ago did he play for the Bulls, man? Like he's off paper right now. Mm-hmm. Something's going on with his finances. He's figuring out a way to, to capitalize off the society that is so stupid that they'll pay. $100 million to see Mayweather, like I said, fight kickball. Like, this is the society that we're dealing with. So why why can't I steal some of that money if I'm Scottie Pippen? That's the only way I think he's thinking. Because there's no way you can just come out now after 30 years almost uh, from the Bulls, and now you had this comment. And nobody else we ever heard Phil was a racist from any other other one of those players. So right. it doesn't even make sense. But it makes plenty of sense if you look at it in the eyes and the shape of the world right now how people are being entertained off the silliness it's it's, it's just right it's perfect timing
1: that's true that's true and and i'll say this mj michael jordan he is merciful because if michael jordan speaks one word against this book this whole charade is over it takes the right one to shut this down so he is lucky if i was mj i'll be destroying lives right now um so it is what it is. Scotty is definitely tripping.
0: I think he's banking on MJ talking. To be honest, Dion, I honestly think he that'll make it even better for him. MJ who never say nothing about nothing. If he speaks on him, I feel like Scotty' name is get gets marketed a little bit more
4: because MJ said it. So I think it's a money. i He's place gonna for
1: drag him. Scotty if that happens.
4: Nobody wants to hear MJ talk though. I don't, you know, I don't like how he puts his sentences
3: together. <laughs> The funny, thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is MJ is worth 1.6 billion, right? Right. Uh Scotty's only worth 20 million. Right. So MJ, MJ don't care. Like he's like like I own a team. Don't. Don't it's like care. what Jay-Z,
0: what Jay-Z was saying back in the day, throwing rocks at the throne, man. Yeah. If you get he said, if I shoot you, I'm famous. If you shoot me up, oh, I forgot the line, what line was. But he was basically saying, it's only a win for me. It's only right. a win for the other person, rather. And it's only gonna be a win for Scotty if MJ speaks. Because regardless, it's gonna be pushing the media that much more if if MJ speaks and Scott to, to, you know, just to rebuttal whatever Scotty was saying. So it's a smart marketing play, guys, especially in the world and the climate that we live in. It's a very smart marketing play. I don't respect mm-hmm. it, I don't like it, but I understand it because it's the climate we're in.
1: I guess. I guess. Good luck, Scotty. I mean, I, I I hope you reap the benefits that you're trying to reap. I hope the proceeds. Like, I hope you can reach half of what MJ has with your little book sales. Do do whatever you have to do. I we don't care. I don't care. Um, so
0: Scotty Scotty Pippen Paul Pierce podcast coming soon. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. On that note, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.